Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. Good morning. Open your Bibles to Colossians, chapter 1, verse 9. Last time I spoke, we gave you a key, a key to obedience. And I wanted to go a little bit further because I told you all, and two weeks ago, all that you really need to know to have that key to obedience and to use it. But what happens is that sometimes we have a truth over here, and then we have another truth over here, and we find out that those two truths, if they are not connected in a, a, a real sound way, what happens is that we lose the meaning of what God meant. We don't have the thorough meaning, and we can actually end up not really trusting God like we should. I've seen people who they really have a truth, but they don't understand how the truth is connected from Genesis to Revelation. So what they tend to do is when this truth doesn't happen, they fall away from God. They fall away from the church. They don't want any more parts of God because they feel that, well, God did this, and, and he's not supposed to do that because he said this over here. And they don't understand we have connections there from Genesis to Revelation. So I tell people, I want to know what the, what the Word of God says from Genesis to Revelation. So when I gave you the key to obedience, I want to expound on it just a little bit. I told you how to use the key, but I didn't emphasize it. And if I didn't emphasize it, that means that you probably won't understand it, and you probably won't know why we said what we said, and then you're not going to be able to walk in it. Let's look at verse 9 of Colossians chapter 1. For this reason also, since the day we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of the of his will in all spiritual wisdom and understanding. Well, today, we want to talk about how do you gain the spiritual wisdom and understanding. Last time I spoke, we told you that the key to obedience is having spiritual wisdom and spiritual understanding. If you don't have spiritual wisdom, if you don't have spiritual understanding, you're not going to obey some of the things that God has asked you to obey. Even though you want to obey it, you're not going to be able to do it. So we told you that you needed this. Well, how do you get it? We told you that also, but I didn't emphasize it. Let's go back to the first part of verse 9. For this reason, also, since the day that we heard of it, we have not ceased to pray for you. That's important. Paul knew that they're not going to walk in it unless there's prayer going up. You have to pray. You have to pray. And I said that last week, but I didn't emphasize it. So why is prayer so important? Not just Paul praying, not just somebody praying for you. That's important because one of the principles I tell people about hearing the voice of God or what I call the airplane landing principle or the principle of, of really making sound decisions is that you need it. A prayer partner. If you don't have a prayer partner, you're going to miss God more than you think you should. 
more than you probably, you, you might not even know you're missing God, but you're going to miss him more than you should miss him because you don't have a prayer partner. It's important for people praying for you. Some of us wouldn't even be in the, most of us wouldn't even be in the kingdom. All of us wouldn't be in the kingdom unless somebody prayed for us. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. So now we're looking at this thing. We say, okay, what, what are we talking about? This prayer now. It's important. Prayer. Prayer. How important is this prayer? How important is it? Let's look in, in Proverbs. Let's go back to uh, one of the wisdom books here in Proverbs chapter 2. Let's look there and we'll see just a little bit of what God says to us in the beginning of it. Proverbs chapter 2, starting in verse 1. It says, My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you, Verse 2, make your ear attentive to wisdom, incline your heart to understanding. And that's what we've been talking about, spiritual wisdom and understanding. Verse 3, for if you cry for discernment, lift up your voice for understanding. If you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will discern the fear of the Lord and discover the knowledge of God. And we're talking about increasing in the knowledge of God in, um, Corinthians, in, in Colossians chapter uh, 1, verse 10. We're talking about that. We're talking about also knowing, being filled with all the, 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 um, the, the knowledge of God's will. How serious is this? He's talking about prayer. But he's talking about individual prayer. He's talking about your prayer for yourself. That's what he's talking about. Me praying for me. He's saying that if I search for wisdom, for understanding, as I would search for silver or gold, hidden treasure. And we've all seen pictures of, of somebody having a map and it was a hidden treasure. If they find this treasure, boy, they'll have a, a, a great a great treasure. Uh, how many of you have seen the movie, uh, The Count of Monte Cristo? Have you seen that? Uh, and, and it has a, uh, he had a map and man, all this treasure was found. If we search for it, if someone told you there's a treasure hidden on this property right here, trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars hidden on this property right here, now, and you knew it was true, what would you do? <laughs> we probably wouldn't have a building because <laughs> you'd tear everything up. You know, it'd be right yard for yard, building stone stone. You tear because you want to find that treasure. He's saying that in Proverbs, we need to search for it. We need to search for wisdom. We need to search for understanding, as if we are searching for hidden treasure. That's what he's saying. That's important to God. And you say, well, why does he want me to? Why does he want me to do that? Because you told us. We before last, when the last time you spoke, that the Holy Spirit gives spiritual wisdom and understanding. If he's going to give it to me, why doesn't, he, why doesn't he just give it to me? He's in me. Why doesn't he just give it to me? Because he's God. God has just certain ways about him. He likes to be searched out. He likes to be sought out. He likes to be found. Even though he's near, even though he's not hiding, but it's like it is. 
He said, you're going to have to seek me. Yeah, you got to seek me. He said, well, I don't know whether that's true or not. Yeah, I really don't know that. Well, it is. Let's look at now. Mark. Mark chapter 11. Let's go there. Matthew, Mark, Luke. Mark chapter 11, verse 20. Let's go there. Now, this is a... Everybody remember this pretty much account where Jesus cursed the fig tree. They went away, went to the temple, did all that turning over money table. James went away, came back. This is when they came back. Bye. Verse 20. As they were passing by in the morning, they saw the fig tree withered from its roots. That's a fig tree that Jesus spoke to and said, you're not going to bear fruit from this time forth. The more you're going to drop. And so, the, so what happened to the tree? It withered from the roots. Oh. Verse 21. Being reminded, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree which you cursed has withered. And that's not using profanity. Now, that's not an excuse to say Jesus Christ uses profanity. Uh, this is just saying that he cursed it, meaning that he spoke ill of it. Okay? He spoke uh, death to that tree. And Jesus answered, saying to them, Have faith in God. That's important. That have faith in God is a continual thing. It's in the present imperative. Continue to have faith in God. That's what he's saying. Continue to have faith in God. Regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what you see, we don't walk by. What sight we walk by faith, continue to have faith in God, continue to have trust in God, continue to trust him. All during the time when you things are going contrary to the word of God, continue to have faith in God. This is the same. Truly, I say unto you, verse 23, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. That's important. Does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen it will be granted to him. Therefore, I say to you, all things for which you pray and ask continually to, continually to believe. That's what that, that tense is in, in believing. Continue to believe that you have received, that you have received them. They will be granted to you. That's what it said. Now, that's why I'm telling you that just the truth by itself. And you go out there and you say, well, aha. I'm a practice tree. I want you to move from over here and be over here because my wife wanted moved and I don't want to dead. No, 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 no. No need to try it. Don't, don't try it. Don't try it. Don't try it. Remember, we, we're talking about being full of the knowledge of the will of God. So that's not It's not an excuse for being lazy, is it, is it, fellas? No, it's not. It's not. Okay. Let's go to another one. Let's go to Matthew 7. Turn back a little bit. Matthew 7. We're, we're trying to show you now how important, not, not just prayer is, but how important is continuous seeking, 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 asking, 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 knocking, knocking. He wants you to continue to do that because he's going to answer you. He wants to know, how serious are you about this thing? How serious are you? Are you just asking because guess what? That's what most people do sometimes. Let's look at it in verse 7. 
Matthew 7, verse 7. Ask. Again, that's a present imperative meaning that keep asking, keep asking, keep asking, and it will be given to you. Seek, present imperative, keep seeking, keep seeking, and you will find. That seeking is not just a casual looking around. I saw. No, you didn't seek. Yes, I did. I looked around. I was seeking to see whether Jesse Castro was here. There he is. Okay. That's not seeking. It, no, seeking, it, this, is, this is talking about a tenacious perseverance where you are really going at this thing as if it were hidden, a treasure. You're seeking. And then it tells us, a little later down, knock, but it, it in present prayer again, keep on knocking and it will be open to you. Somebody who doesn't expect the door to open, they might knock just one, one or two times. You ever been to somebody's house, you know, you, you know, and you're supposed to, you don't want to go anyway. And you knock on the door, knock, 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 knock. Nobody answered real way, so you go, go away. They, they didn't answer right away because you don't want them to open anyway. Right? You don't want them to open anyway. But if you want them to open, you know they're in there, right? You keep on knocking. And then you get louder, right? No, no, you mean you're going to act like you're going to tear the door down because you know they're in there, right? You ha- they have something you want in there. So it says, keep on knocking. Keep on seeking. Keep on asking because it shows actually faith in God. Now, now that's contrary to another scripture that will tell you to ask in faith. Believing that you receive. So if, if I ask one time in faith, then I believe I received it. So I don't have to ask anymore. So which one is it? See, it depends upon what the Holy Spirit is leading, to, leading you. I'm telling you that you're not going to gain spiritual wisdom and understanding unless you keep on seeking, keep on knocking, keep on asking. We're not talking about the, the, the prayer of faith. We're talking about this is faith, though. It is faith. It is praying in faith, but it's not praying one time. And some people, you know, they'll, they'll try to make you feel bad. Is that How many times are you going to ask for the same thing? Didn't you believe you received it the first time? Well, why are you asking again? Because the word of God told me that I got to seek for this as I'm seeking for a hidden treasure. So therefore, I'm going to keep asking because I know my Lord is going to answer me. All he wants to know is how serious am I about this thing. And you know that to be true. All of you who have small kids know that to be true. Is that correct? Right. That's true. Now, the only way you're going to get them off your back sometime is that you tell them, you ask one more time. One more time. Right? Tell them. Tell them. Rachel, go get me that belt. Let Luke just ask one more time. Right? One more time. Then he'll, he'll say, well, I better not ask no more. But if you have a small child and they know that perseverance gets to them, and if they know they're in a place 
or with people who you are not going to discipline them, they will ask you and they will ask you and they will whine and they will whine and after a while you say, okay, here, take it. Right? Well, we will do that thing, but, and we don't think God will do that thing, but it says so. It says here, verse 9, Or what man is there among you who, when his son asks for a loaf, will you give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will you give him a snake? If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who continually, come on now, it's not just ask, it's continually, continually, continually ask him. That's what it's saying. That's the only way you're going to get it. Continually. And if you don't know that verse, if you don't know the tense of those uh, 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 verses he's talking about, you will ask one time and you won't get a thing. And you'll think God is holding back on you and he's not holding back on you. He's just waiting for you to obey his word. That's all he's asking you to do. Obey. Keep asking. Well, didn't you hear me the first time? He knew what you asked for before you even asked. But he is waiting for you to do what he's asked you to do. Keep asking. Keep on asking. Keep on asking. Keep on asking. How many times do you want me to ask you? Ask me until you get it. That's what you do. Yeah. That's what you do. You say, well, I don't know whether that's true or not. Well, I'm going to tell you it's true. Let's look in... Uh, Another one, let's look in Luke, chapter 11. Let's go there. Matthew, Mark, Luke, chapter 11, verse 5. Let's go there. And let's see an occasion where this is true again. This time, <clears throat> we have another situation. Now, the backdrop of this is that his disciples asked him, Lord, teach us to pray like John taught his disciples. So he taught them what we call the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, all that. Then verse 5, we want to pick it up. Verse 5. Then he said, now he hasn't left the subject of what they asked. They asked him to teach us to pray. That's what they asked. And he says, you pray in this manner. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, then said, And then he said to them, suppose one of you, so he's now giving them a Illustration, suppose one of you has a friend and goes to him at midnight and says to him, friend, loan me three loaves. For a friend of mine has come from a journey and I have nothing to set before him. And from inside, he answers and says, do not keep bothering me. Now that bother is in the present imperative. Do not keep bothering me. I'm not going to give it to you. Don't keep bothering me. The door has already been shut. My children are in bed and I'm in bed. I cannot get up and give you anything. Forget it. I can't give up. I got arthritis. I can't give up. You know, <laughs> whatever his excuse may be, he can't get on or why he couldn't say he couldn't get up. <clears throat> Maybe uh, if he get up. Maybe the bed will close up. I don't know what it is. But he said it, didn't he? He said, I can't get up. Okay? I can't give up. Now, listen to what it says. Verse 8. 
I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he's a friend. That's how far friendship goes. Yet, because of his persistence, that means a shamelessness. Oh, shamelessness. He, he, he's, he's keep beating on the door. No, 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 no. He keep beating on. I told you, stop. I told you, I'm not giving you anything. Don't keep bothering me. Don't come. He keep boom, 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 boom. Open it up. Open it up. Hey, you waking your neighbor up. Boom, boom, boom. The dog's barking. No, no, no. <laughs> uh-uh. I'm not going to get up. You keep beating, you keep beating, you keep beating, you keep beating on that door. And it says, he will get up and give him as much as he needs. Verse 9. So I say to you, when it says so, what does that mean? Therefore, I'm saying this. I'm teaching you how to pray. You asked me how to pray. Didn't you ask me how to pray? This is what the disciples asking me. Now, I'm telling you how to pray. Now, I'm giving you an illustration how to pray. And I'm, I gave you that illustration so that you asking, President Imperative, and it will be given to you. Seeking, keep seeking, and you will find. Knocking, keep knocking, and it will be open to you. For everyone who keeps asking, receives, and he who keeps seeking, Finds, and him who keep knocking, it will be open to you. And it says that, that, then it goes on to say what it said on the other one too. Now suppose one of you, fathers, is asked by his son for a fish, and if he, uh, will he give him a snake uh, instead of a fish? Will he? No. The answer is no. Verse 12, or if he asks for an egg, will he give him a scorpion? And if you then, being evil, Know how to give good gifts to your children. How much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who continue, continue, continue to ask Him? He's teaching us, isn't He? He's teaching us. He's teaching us. Let's, let's, let's go to one more, uh, Luke 18. Uh, and this is one, verse 1, about a situation concerning prayer. Again, now verse 1 says, now he was telling them a parable to show that at all times, it says sometimes, at all times they ought to pray and give up. Does it say give up? And not to lose heart. And that's what we do sometimes. That's what we do sometimes. We say, well, I guess it's not meant to be. No, it's meant to be. It's just that you don't know the word, so you just won't continue. You won't persevere. If I had to keep asking them sometimes, if, if, if my son or daughter asked me for something and I know they needed it, I would give it to them. I, they don't have to keep begging me. I'm not going to beg God for anything. Well, see, we have a problem. We have a problem because you got an attitude now. you got an attitude because you think that you, you're so good that you can't obey the word of God. He already told you that you're going to have to uh, keep asking them for it. You said, that's begging. Well, beg then. <laughs> My goodness gracious. Come on. He loves you. He's going to give it to you anyway. He already told you that. Is that correct? Well, then, ask all. See, the thing, what we don't know, why is he asking me to do this? Why is he asking me to keep asking him? And if you don't know the answer to that, then you'll give up. 
The answer to that is that he wants you to trust him through circumstances. Because if you ask for something and you keep asking for something, that means you must need it. That means you must not have it. Right? If you ask one time and you are two times and you don't get it, you must not want it that bad. You must not need it. You see? It's going to take faith in God because all along that you're asking, circumstances will keep going on. Keep going on. Suppose you're sick and you want healing. Suppose your uh, mother, father, whoever is sick and, 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 and you want them healed and you know that he wants them healed and you say, well, I asked five times, but it must not be. It just must not be. You know, he heals some and some he doesn't. Right? Well, how do you know that he's not going to do this thing two years from now? He said, you mean to tell me 365 days in a year, you want me to cry out to God to get on my knees to persevere and, and just seek as hidden treasure for two years? What's wrong with that? What else do you have to do? I mean, I mean is work that important? Is school that important? Right? You say, yeah, it's important because I need a good job. If you, if you die out your, your junior year, you expire. You won't need a job, would you? You'll be in heaven, right? You don't need no job. We need to do what God says. We really do. And it takes perseverance, I'm telling you. It takes perseverance. Oh, yes, it takes perseverance. And what happened here? I'm going to give you another example, he says. In a certain city, there was a judge who did not fear God nor respect man. There was a widow in that city. And she kept coming to him, giving, saying, give me legal protection from my opponent. For a while, he was unwilling. And, but afterwards, he said to himself, even though I do not fear God or respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by continually coming, she will wear me out. Now, that's, that's an unjust judge. You know it's not God. It's an unjust God. judge. Well, why would you give us this illustration, God? What's the deal? Verse 6. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. Now, will not God bring about justice for his elect who cried to him one time? Come on. What does it say? Day and night. Man, I was thinking 365 mornings, two years. Now he tells me day and night. Doesn't he know the Super Bowl comes on at night? Right? I mean, they're going to be playing at six. It's going to be dark, man. Three-hour game, at least. Plus the commercials, halftime. I'm going to be asleep. I got to go to work tomorrow. I, I don't think I'll, I'll seek today if this is all right, because he understands. Right? What does he say? Day and night. He gives, now if, if he says, if, he, if, if the Lord says, hear what the unrighteous judge says, 
Now will, will not God bring about justice to his own leg who cry to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? He said, he said, I will, I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. Oh, you might not have to go day and night. Right? One day is a thousand with the Lord, right? A thousand is one. So we don't know how long quickly is, do we? You got to be ready to persevere, don't you? Oh, yeah. Now, let me give you, let me, uh, give you an example of what I'm talking about. Uh, I was only emphasizing one thing today. That one thing is persevering in prayer. Because I said the Holy Spirit has force, spiritual wisdom and understanding. And it, even I said two weeks ago that you need to crowd to him. You need to ask him. You need to do that. But I did not bring it into Focus like it did today. Why it's important. Why God is saying it. He's saying it because I want you to have faith in me. That's why I want you to persevere. That's why I want you to keep asking. It's important to me that you keep asking. If it's important to God, we want to be full of the knowledge of the will of God, right? So therefore, if the will of God is for us to ask and continue to ask, continue to ask, then we should, as servants of his, do losses of his who have... Uh, given their lives to him because he gave his life to us, we should want to please him, shouldn't we? So we should want to cry out day and night. Uh, an example of that is, in, in my own personal life, is that uh, some of you know about it, some of you don't, uh, that we, want, we were going to sell our home, uh, that we, uh, first, first home, the only home we built and um, had built. Uh, and, and it was over, over somewhere. But anyway, what, what it was is that, that um, I didn't want to sell the thing to start with because it was, it, was the, it was the first home I ever built. I mean, it was, it was a dream home that I had. It was, it was, oh, it was awesome. It was awesome to me. Okay? Awesome to me. Um, it was, it was, it was a, a $50,000 home, and it was great. Yeah? And some of you are saying, $50,000? Was it cardboard or what was it? You know? Because uh, I actually $50,000. Uh, well, it, it was back in the days when 50000 was was not 50000 Okay? This is, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, I didn't want to sell the thing. And so I, I, I was a fanatic also. You know, a fanatic is a person who is, in the day of, you know, kind of like, they're out there. You know? They're out there. Uh, I was out there. And still am, but I, I try to have a little bit more wisdom. But not, 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 to, not to bring me in but just to, while I'm out there, so people won't know I'm out there that much, okay? <laughs> um, but what happened is I said, I don't want a realtor selling this house because God owns everything. He's my realtor. I refuse. So I got, went to uh, Sears, got a sign, put it out there uh, on Boonsboro Road. The house was not on Boonsboro Road. You had to go down the street, you had to turn, go down the street, turn again, and go around the curve to see the house. But I set it out there because that's where the traffic was. And uh, everybody know that uh, that location is very important, and you don't, put a, you don't put a sign where the church should be, you put the church where the sign should be. And so, therefore, uh, realtors came and said, well, look, why don't you let me sell this thing? Because you are not going to sell this thing with that little bit of sign sticking out there the, on the ground. Uh, and I said, well, I'm going to sell it. I don't want you selling. 
She said, how much you want to sell it for? I said, I sell it for this, this, this. She said, you forget it. No house around here. And so don't you understand real estate? You need a realtor. Don't you understand real estate? You can't do it because all the houses have sold for less. So therefore, nobody's going to give you that price. Minerva and I prayed, and that was Minerva's suggestion. Wasn't mine. She said, uh, let's pray an hour before you go to school every day. And this was back in, oh, uh, I guess it was, was it 70s or whatever. I don't know when it was. It was somewhere, somewhere back there. Maybe the early 80s. It was the early 80s. It was back there. But anyway, uh, she said, let's pray an hour before you go to school. An hour before I go to school? I got to be to school at 8 o'clock, man. Man, you know. But she's a prayer person. She said, she said do you want, we want to sell this house. I said, okay. Hour. So, so we pray an hour every single morning before I went to school. One hour. He said, What can you pray in an hour? Sell the house or sell the house or sell the house or sell the house. <laughs> no, you, just, you, just, you, you pray in understanding, you pray in the spirit, you pray in understanding, you pray in the spirit, you just pray, 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 pray. Now, the while, uh, hours up. We did it every single day until, guess what happened? Somebody came by and said, hey, we saw this sign. We want to see your house. And they, they saw the house and said, we love it. We want to buy it. And I said, well, I'm selling for this much. Hey, that's fine. No fine. No problem. And so they, 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 they bought the house, and they accepted our price, and we didn't have a relative. But it came from, I'm, we're not talking about one week of praying every day. We're talking about every single morning, continuously for one hour. We are time one hour. It wasn't 59 minutes, one hour. I'm serious. I'm serious. Okay? I'm serious. That's important. Okay? God will answer your prayers if you persevere in prayer. Okay? He answer it. I'm telling you. And I have other, other examples of that, but I don't want to give you uh, too much uh, today because uh, you might go home and start praying. Right? Yeah. But I'm serious about this thing. You need to persevere in prayer. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434-847-4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.